0: Mabuhay! Hi. Welcome to the Babylon Bruja Book Club Podcast.
1: It's your village kapwa tids,
0: Steph. And Imi, And here we are together again. And as always, in efforts to decolonize our minds, bodies, and reconnect with spirit by ways of relation, via conversation, of education, interpretation, and integration. So this is our invitation for you
1: to join us on our journeys as we discuss the works of honored artists, authors, and thought leaders in the Philippinex diaspora.
0: Quick disclaimer, we want to acknowledge that in this moment, everyone is exactly where they need to be.
1: And since we are not experts, yet we share our own unique lived experiences, we invite you to take or toss Any statements, opinions, words that we may use as you choose.
0: We are so glad you found your way here. So as always, before we begin, we want to take a moment to ground, taking a pause to drop into our bodies and become fully present in this space. If it is safe for you, we invite you to close your eyes, straighten your spine, and direct your focus to your breath. Take a few deep inhales, extending your belly out, and exhales, bringing your belly in. One more time, inhale, and exhale, let it all out. One more time, in, and out. Just invite you to bring all of yourself into this space and into this time. Check in with yourself. What do you need? Do you need to maybe even pause this podcast and just focus on your breathing for a while? Do you need to go drink some water to take care of yourself? Just come fully into this moment. And as we begin our conversation, we'd like to thank God, Batala Creator, for another gathering. In gratitude, we acknowledge your benevolent ancestors and invite all these forces to guide and protect this conversation today. We also thank the ancestors of the land Stephanie and I currently occupy, knowing we cannot do our own remembrance without remembering them. For me, that is the mound builders that are the Hopewell and Adina people in Ohio. For Stephanie, that is the Bay Miwok-Yokut people in the Inland Bay Area of California. With gratitude, we also acknowledge your presence, Kapwated, your energy and your light, no matter wherever and whenever you're tuning in.
1: All right. Thank you, sis. I always like the stop, pause, and breathe stuff. Yeah. Oh.
0: yes we need it
1: yeah shout out to those on um all the podcast platforms if you're listening and you still do the breath work <laughs> <laughs> you don't skip it <laughs> you don't skip it there. um and shout out to those who do it with us on youtube but shout out to everybody for just tuning in so thank you for that sissy um as we transition now into bruja czech uh this used to be our heart check but we decided to flip it this season and we do like a 90 second bruja check so and all that's right. to do with like rituals and things yes. we've been doing. that are bruja things you
0: know.
1: all right so i'll go first all right ati
0: okay ready bruja things with atiseph three two one
1: okay so I mean I were talking earlier and something came up I was like a quick little download and I was like "Ooh!" um and I was sober as hell by the way (laughs) (laughs) no I had water in my system whatever you know but we were talking about we're reminiscing about how sis had came here in April like damn near December tomorrow's December and I was like how was that eight months ago like It doesn't feel like it. It feels like timelines ago. And I was like, we should just stop saying months or years. Like I told her it felt like last year. That was like my first thing. It doesn't feel like it was this year. And um, yeah, for me, what came up was like, that feels like three timelines ago. (laughs) So if y'all are Brujas and you've been timeline jumping for those kind of coming in, it's like you know, we're, we're creatrixes and we can build and collapse timelines. Every day is a new day to create every day. You can choose every moment you can choose Mm -hmm. something different. And because of that time has, for me, felt like it slowed the fuck down and I could do so much in like a matter of moments. Um, so days feel like weeks and weeks feel like months and months feel like years. So if I say that with calculation, then it is, technically eight timelines ago <laughs> since sissy <Disney> was here <laughs> but it feels like three so anywho instead of saying years now or whatever time you want to quantify because what is time
0: what is time
1: the whole thing is to say timelines ago so let's,
0: yeah let's say timelines were like earth seasons like summer spring that's what I'm gonna the moon yeah
1: she was here in spring this winter but like
0: but like okay, still maybe. that feels
1: so long ago that, that is feels tech-
0: so long
1: two three seasons ago yeah because you were here it was california winter spring because yeah. it was kind of yeah. cold but it was warmish anyway i'm done yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> okay okay all right uh,
1: at the IM's I'm, turn. at the im's turn one minute and 30 seconds ready set yeah. go
0: Okay, so it is Sagittarius season, my favorite people in the world have Sag moons, that is Steffi Steph, my daughter, and also my favorite nephew, don't tell my other nephews, (laughs) they're all going to be like, ooh, which one it is? Okay, but anyway, I just, um, I just have been paying attention a lot more to the cosmos to you know, what's happening astrologically. And it's just so interesting, just the way that we are a piece of the cosmos and we are just so uh, affected by the stars, right? So when I, I'm just gonna talk a little bit like about how when I used to be a Christian, I used to think this was just like pseudoscience. This was like, like stupid, this was like silly, right? But just now understanding the depth of it you know and just the multi-layers of it right and so I don't know I'm just really honoring like Sagittarius like all the seasons that come up astrologically I actually got together one of one of my other Bruja friends here um, and we did it uh, like a fire thing. We went to the woods and we lit a fire and we pulled some cards and you know we kind of just kind of talked and shared some tea and shared some intentions. So that was really like cool. So I think I want to do something like that for every like um, season that comes up. You know what I mean? Like when the different elements come up. You know, so we got Sag and then Cap, and then Aquarius will be Air. So something with that.
1: Love it. My Fire Moon is like so elated. I saw your post. I said, "Go ahead, sis." Fire.
0: <laughs> fire it was you all I
1: like that fire <laughs> like the fire how so many fire placements in my chart it's crazy but anywho uh, thank you for sharing that yes yeah, it's, it's the season of fire in the winter it's
0: interesting what is yeah, Capricorn we Earth? need to keep warm hmm. we need to keep warm yeah it's Cap Earth I think boy. maybe that's why
1: we're eating all these starches
0: <laughs> probably girl it took me like I'm
1: glad I'm moving because I was going to text you like I think I burned off my Thanksgiving calories like, move. like so it's like divinely timed like that's funny
0: anyway wait I'm looking up if Capricorn what element it is I think it's Earth or you're right Earth I mean I knew that you did your high, your higher
1: self did your higher self did I mean I knew
0: that so. Yeah. Therefore, you did. So, all right. Okay. Babylon Brujas, check in with yourself, renew those rituals, whatever makes you feel healthy and whole and connected. And uh, let us know in the comments um, what helps you with your bruja Brujatings, Okay, so let's get into today's chapter. As always, we do a little brown girl cliff notes and then we head into vocabulary words and also quotes. Okay, so uh, if we recap our journey with Magellan so far, first, there was the arrival, then the friendship, next came the conversion, and today, today we talk about the battle so sissy is always like this sounds like a movie so enter a stage now yes get your collie sticks out so enter stage right silapu lapu who we know today as simply lapu lapu so silapu lapu was a chief of maktan which was a nearby island to cebu where if you remember that's where magellan was right There were two chiefs of Maktan, Zula and Silapu-Lapu. So Zula sent his son to present two goats to Magellan as tribute. Uh, He told Magellan, hey, I want to send more, but the island has another chief, uh, Silapu-Lapu, and he refuses to obey the king of Spain. (laughs) (laughs) And after so many tributes and conversions, it seems like... um, The next thing Magellan wanted to do was kind of show off his military power. So Silapu-Lapu's challenge of refusing to obey the king of Spain seemed like the perfect opportunity, but only to Magellan. It seems that this was not well received by his crew, and even Pigafetta, remember he's the person who's uh, recording all of this, Pigafetta begged Magellan not to go into battle with Silapu-Lapu then commences one of the most famous battles in Philippine history. Ati Judy, through Pigafetta's account, also recounted how the conversion we saw in the last chapter of our story may have begun to reveal itself. Magellan seems to continue his power trip as Pigafetta reported that they quote unquote burned a village which refused to obey the king or us. And Magellan was angered to find out that our ancestors still kept shrines along the seashore. So it just seems like this particular, this is like the tipping point, it seems like, where everything goes sideways. It goes sideways real quick.
1: Real um, quick. Real fucking quick. Not to quote Drake, but.
0: <laughs> real fucking so- quick. There to
1: 100 yeah, yeah i'm like zero to 100 i was like oh okay we're fighting okay
0: yeah so, so. did you have anything to add Sissy, or comments before uh we nah we could dive in you know i'm gonna talk anyway yeah we're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, gonna we're gonna talk anyway so that's the brown girl clip notes Okay, so here we go. Let's get into vocabulary words. There wasn't many too uh, many words that were kind of like new. So I did want to point out um, on page 129 um, that, so this is when uh, they were about to go into battle and the Islanders told, I think it was Magellan, that they had quote unquote lances of bamboo hardened in fire and I said what is that what do you think lances I mean if they could be lances with like points on them. but yes I was like those are collie sticks friends mm, mm, yep Siggy, mm. lances of bamboo hardened in fire I want to know what the word for collie sticks were right you know that's what I want to know
1: Manifest
0: it. We'll find the answer. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Episode 60. I'll be like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's just a, 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 a something words that piqued my interest. So there you go. Lances of bamboo hardened in fire. And that's actually like if you look at the uh, collie sticks, that's how they get the stripes on there. They actually fire, fire uh, I can't words today. They burn it in there with fire, so that's cool.
1: If y'all are listening, come on to YouTube and subscribe. We're gonna start saying that now.
0: Like and subscribe.
1: Like and subscribe, because look at this. This and this is a, I don't. Our sis actually made. She put the gemstones in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shout out to Tony Passion.
0: Tony Passion.
1: She made this and put the. I don't know if she burned I don't think so but she put she did put the gemstones.
0: I know I think that's so cool you know who has mine still Drea Drea still has my sticks
1: oh shit you gotta go to Texas to get that
0: I know I gotta go to Austin she'll be like come down and get them
1: we could Austin. um so all right thank you for that Sissy. you feel complete
0: I do thank you
1: okay that was quick mine is probably gonna be a little longer just because you know the treat of the chapter is to talk about the battle of maktan and i can't wait till this is like normalized you know battle of maktan because you know they talk about like the battle of the, the bar whatever uh, battle of whatever the fuck shore and da, 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 you know <laughs> so battle of maktan is a big one y'all if you didn't hear about it but i guess i'm just gonna make it that for this podcast series um and that's literally what the entire chapter is about but as sissy very much described in the beginning um you know it went from friendship to conversion to battle and so it's like what happened that day of and i just want to you know open up the floor for sis and i to like go through the next few pages how like it was tension like um midnight magellan's men were like trying to bo- go into the island and then pigafetta said don't fight at this hour um i'm starting on page 128 you y'all. if you're following along and then um magellan like sending messages like talking shit like if you read to bay of spain we will be friends if not then our lances will pierce y'all basically um and then as sis said they responded they have lances too and then for some reason it's interesting as we read with you know after judy notes this and according to Burgery, another historian who um she references magellan uh lapu lapu actually asked magellan to postpone his attack to the morning so they, they can get more men so it's like kind of weird like magella if you're trying to fight fight like why did you pardon them i don't know it's like maybe he got pleasure in like giving them time but the delaying tactic allowed um islanders to dig trenches around their homes so that the invaders who went searching for them would fall into the pits i thought that was interesting and it was published i think later in in an article magellan's voyage published in 2006 that's 2006 y'all like 1521 2006 this shit was finally recorded Richard J. Field said that Magellan had wanted to attack immediately, but Raja Humaban advised against it because he knew uh, Lapu-Lapu's warriors had been digging trenches and they were, pl- they were sharpening their their Kali sticks. Um, so it, it was kind of weird details. I think you want to say some things, sis.
0: Oh, no. I was just going to say, um, yeah, they sharpened their Kali sticks and Uh, And it says if the Europeans attacked at night, they would have fallen in the trenches and like gotten, they would have fallen, they would not have seen the trenches and fallen in on like the sharpened sticks. So it seems like Raja Humabon, right, was kind of on the side of um, Magellan because Magellan wanted to attack right away, but Raja Humabon said no he knew what silapu lapu was doing and he didn't want magellan
1: what a freaking hater
0: your own people
1: i know set up your own people advise then the enemy and so burgreen said magellan lost precious time um the islanders had home advantage shallow waters i'm just kind of trying to paint a picture for y'all yeah. with the trenches and it's midnight and they wait till the morning to fight and then they actually went to the shore but magellan had a problem because the shallow waters meant magellan his men had to wade into further before reaching the big ships um i mean before reaching well excuse me while the big ships were far back in deeper water so their artillery access was harder um and then there's only 49 of Magellan in his crew, allegedly.
0: I know, that's yeah. crazy. And, and it, it said that
1: um, there were how many Filipinos that came in? Three divisions of more than 1,500 warriors.
0: 1,500 warriors.
1: According to Pigafetta, So it's 30 to 1. I counted the ratio. I think I wrote it in my, the corner here. And then Magellan had boasted that just one of his armored men was worth a hundred island warriors. But as the fights, the loud voices, cries, islanders, they used um yelling as a tactic too to scare them, which was interesting. So that means y'all we have warrior spirit and we have warrior voices. Yes,
0: usual voice.
1: Magellan um, divided his 49 men into two divisions and then they started fighting so um the islanders shouted louder is Pigaf- where is pigafetta i want to know like is he
0: in the boat like yeah like how did he know all this was he like you guys go ahead i'm gonna be up in this palm tree <laughs> taking notes
1: yeah this is my job i'm gonna stay behind and live. i gotta it's- stay alive to record this <laughs> um think about this the islanders shouted louder and then I don't Know what this means hack men and crossbowmen. okay. Types of hack butt men, I mean, they like hacky, whatever men fighting men, okay. <laughs> um, what else? And then gunfire came into play from the sounds of gunfire. Um, up, I've I don't know what it says here. I'm I'm 132 now, y'all. The constant peaceful firing of artillery had desensitized them from the sounds of gunfire, so now they were no longer afraid. Uh-huh. It seemed like the Europeans underestimated the fighting abilities of the locals. So the warriors fired many arrows, lances of bamboo tipped with iron, mm-hmm. and pointed stakes hardened by fire and stones, as you said, sis, with their stuff. So, um. 30 houses were burned. That's interesting how they can quantify. Um, Two Europeans were killed. They actually sent poison arrows and they actually targeted the... I wanted to share this as we give you the visual. European armor protects the body front and back, but the legs are exposed. So the Magtanwar has exploited this weakness. And that's how they basically got Magellan to fall according to the next few pages so Magellan ordered his men to withdraw slowly as he was injured on his right leg um and then Magellan actually stayed so he's telling people his his men to retreat but he stayed and I think Burgerine, or was it Pigafetta said that Magellan refused to retreat because he wanted to show he was I don't know if this is like a it's a weird way of being a hero, right? Like Magellan turned his back several times to see whether his men made it back to their ships. Um, and then Magellan got hit in the face, and then he drew his sword. And then major one of the warriors—I don't know why they didn't say it was Lapu-Lapu—but one of the warriors wounded Magellan in his leg and then caused him to fall face down. So I'm like, well, where's Lapu-Lapu in this?
0: Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering. And then I was thinking, you know. Maybe it was Lapu Lapu, maybe it was another warrior who actually took Magellan down. However, you know, it was because of Lapu Lapu and his taking a stand, right, against um, not wanting to bow down to the King of Spain. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like they had just been hammering at him for a minute and hit his leg, hit his face. <laughs> um hit i'm not laughing because that's still a human being it's not great to do that but when he fell on his face he died um and raja Hamabon sent a message to lapu lapu on behalf of magellan's men they wanted his body and lapu lapu said no (laughs) he said quote They would not give him up for the greatest riches in the world but that they would intended to keep him as a perpetual memorial so pick up back to memorialize magellan his account and the fame of so noble a captain will not become extinguished in our times so the conflict comes and which we'll discuss in just a bit but anyways magellan yeah he he died on the shore and Got accolades for it. And there's a circumnavigation titles. You know, he still got that. But honestly, Filipinos made him famous. So that's what made as they say in the last sentence here. But for the people of the Philippines over the following centuries, it was that wooden cross that symbolized Magellan's more impactful legacy. And I wrote Roger Humabon is a wench. <laughs> I wrote that in my book.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: But, yep that's that's what happened y'all
0: so that's crazy uh yeah i've enjoyed reading all the details though of the of the battle and the um ways that you know magellan underestimated the filipino warriors which is something i'll talk about in during for my quotes and stuff so yeah but thank you for that recap, sis.
1: Yeah, yeah. I figured it'd be calling a cartoon artist out there. You want to do a little window, a little visual, you know, right between me and I, me, or something. Anyways, I'm manifesting that. There
0: you go. But
1: I'm done. I'm complete.
0: Okay. Thank you, sis. Okay. Thanks for that recap sissy let's go into quotes and we'll talk we'll talk more about the whole thing okay so um page 131 is where my quote comes from and uh 130 and 131 so ati judy says i don't remember reading about the details of the battle of maktan in our philippine history textbooks i don't remember reading the details either even and but i didn't go to school in philippines but i just this is the first time i've ever read all the details so i have to admit this is Watiji says, like Magellan, I had also imagined the Filipino warriors were dis, a disorganized ragtag group, and Magellan just happened to be unlucky. Perhaps I had been conditioned to think that quote unquote military strategy was not something that could be associated with pre colonial Philippines. But revisiting this, these stories from 1521, I now see it was more complex than it seemed. The mm-hmm. Filipinos were prepared to fight and organized for battle like back in on page 130 Bergreen had noticed uh Berggine had noted um that magellan might have expected uh quote a ragged band of nearly naked warriors who would flee the moment he fired his artillery and whose flimsy bamboo spears would be useless against impenetrable spanish armor so um that because he underestimated them that 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 was his downfall because he underestimated them he didn't take them seriously he's like yeah i'll give you more time right and then i thought it was funny because remember he would shoot his artillery every time the ships artillery like scaring everybody when he came into port and left port right he would shoot the artillery but because of that now it didn't scare the uh it didn't scare our ancestors when they were in this battle because you know like you said like you quoted to see like they kind of it was like just repetition it was just like white noise in the background so I don't know and and it was it's interesting because I didn't think that they were I didn't imagine that our Filipino ancestors were disorganized or anything like that um However, it's interesting to me that Ati Judy, and no, there's no shade to Ati Judy because there's probably a lot of us who have thought the same thing. But the fact that she also thought that it was just luck that Magellan died, right? Mm-hmm. It was just luck. There was no strategy yeah. like at all. So um, it just, again, is one of those things that you we get to challenge. Like when we think of great... Um, military leaders, you know, we usually think European people, you know, or the way they're portrayed on screen or whatnot. Um, so I just thought that was interesting that even our own people, you know, and there have been times like that I've thought things similar to this, like, oh, you know, that. Bef- before when I was in decolon- a colonized mindset, it was like, well, we're better because we're colonized because we're more sophisticated or we know things um, better. Yeah. But really, that's not the case. I mean, they were super smart. They were like, your legs are exposed. So we're just going to go for your legs. What is this armor? And honestly, the armor slowed them down. All that armor in water, think about it.
1: That's what I was just going to say. I didn't want to I mean, yeah, like, I don't know if it was because I watched, (laughs) this is so corny, but I'm gonna say like Pocahontas, like that was like the first like movie growing up that I saw like colonizer or white skin, pale skin people fighting brown people who look like my ancestors and they were able to fend off them. So I never really thought of natives to be uh, weak um and yeah armor is heavy i think that that's where it's just like the interesting of like the way that humans evolve how our brains think so the europeans were like okay cover your body but you you also have a ton of metal on you and whereas natives you're more exposed but you can move faster and then shit like what are they going to do all day there's people who are just training to be uh protectors of the island so they're going to develop a bunch of moves to do and to fight so and i think it's honestly embedded in a lot of asian cultures because if you think about it like physiologically male asian (laughs) figures the way that our our body is built their body is built like they're able to do all those flips and jumps and kicks things like that so um and probably be lethal if they put them in a a suit but now we have the technology to make just as powerful or like you know this could be as powerful as like an armor if if the right like poly science person polymer science person like really designed it I mean oh, yeah. think about like I don't know I've been watching movies Dune you know, um, like Panther, like there's scientists out there that know how to configure elements to make them. Like, if I just cut you, if I hit you, like it won't, it can penetrate back or something, you know? So, um, yeah, but i just share that to say, you know, and then hearing that our, our, our moves were hidden in our dances and like, you know,
0: yeah, we are think- warriors, we are warriors. We are
1: warriors, yeah, exactly. We have very methodic and strategic ways of fighting, yeah. combating, whether it be verbally or physically, but obviously back then it was physically. And also like, it's not uncommon for tribes to fight. So Humabon and Lapu-Lapu, like it was, they probably were rivals in some capacity. They probably got into some fights. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just man culture.
0: I want to know, I don't know if it's, we're going to go into it, but I want to know what happens to Humabon after all, after all. I know,
1: right? Stay tuned. So um, Anyway,
0: that is, that is me. That that's my quote. We're okay. warriors. I'm proud and I'm complete.
1: Yay. Um, I know we only have limited time today, so I'll be quick with mine. Um, I just want to discuss a little bit more about the quote I just read about Magellan and his body and how um Lapulapu and his warriors, they got him and they said that they would not return the body because they tended to keep him as a perpetual memorial, memorial. And I think that that's like subjective. I don't know the context of, you know, how they meant it or the feeling behind it. Like, but it can be interpretive subjectively is what I'm trying to say. Because if you're, whether or not you, really like the man like you're holding on to his body as a way to like remind you either one like it's a trophy quote that you accomplished or one battle but also it's still giving him tribute to being alive or yeah. a person so it was just interesting that Lapu Lapu and I said they wouldn't give up for the greatest riches in the world but they intend to keep him as perpetual memorial so it's like a catch-22 like they're you know holding on to this man who tried to did actually impact and change Philippine culture in many ways and also like as a way of like saying we took him down you know what I mean
0: yeah I think it was very much both and I I, if I were uh, I would probably have a little bit of um, like satisfaction to be like no we're going to keep him and if you remember from when we read in the Babylon uh book about uh, beheading in the Philippines. That that was that was actually yeah that was actually not something that was um, super violent or super disrespectful. They brought it back to the village to to give it to to basically pay homage to their um, their enemies and to respect them as people and ask them to protect the village and to be friends in the afterlife. So maybe that's what happened. But also even if it that is what is happened that's why they kept the body, I'm sure he had a lot of sat- satisfaction and be like, no, we're keeping yeah. <laughs> you can't have him back.
1: Even if it was a headhunter ass like thing. Mm-hmm. I think the headhunters did it to show their men, right? Because it was like a way of symbolizing you're a man. But yeah. um think to keep his body yeah. I mean, I could see it as like a ha ha, but you know, Beyonce said it, you know, you're that bitch. If you cause all that conversation, <laughs> like regardless, Magellan wanted to be a legacy and they yeah, killed yeah. him, but he's like, all right, but my body's
0: still going to be here and y'all going to be
1: talking about me. So
0: <laughs> you I, know. it could just all be so different, Magellan. It could have been different no and also where's his body now that's what I want to know like what I know
1: it's in it's definitely been (laughs) mama already ate it Yeah, she she did she was like give me that give me that back and he probably reincarnated somewhere I don't know but
0: (laughs) oh man so anyway that was that's Magellan there's still more in the chapter so or in the book but I just thought did you think his end was a little anticlimactic sis? though? I felt like he came in like amazing and he's like making friends and doing all these things. And then it just went. And then he dies because his helmet comes off and he like. He I did... got that
1: part. Yep. Yeah. yeah it I just mean... kind of dismantled him y'all. They took off his armor and was just yeah. pounding at it. Cause there's again, 1500 to 49. Like, yeah. yeah. And there's still more chapters. We have chapter there's a betrayal chapter y'all chapter 10 so stick with it i think we go up to chapter freaking
0: i don't even know
1: 17
0: uh yeah i think 17 so
1: there's more
0: (laughs) all right sis are you complete i am are you yes
1: So as we end our conversation and close out this container with gratitude, we recognize and honor all our ancestors and the ancestors of the lands we occupy. We also recognize and honor you too, dear Kapwa Tid, for joining our conversation today. And as always, your Ates leave you with a blessing. As you continue this journey of remembrance, may you remember that you are courageous, especially for exploring and committing to this inner decolonizing work May you always remember that you are worthy. Even on your darkest nights and days, it is okay to be there, but don't stay there. May you always come back into your light and remember who you truly are. May the remembrance of Kapwa in this Kapwa prayer anchor you into your heart. And until we meet again, may you know that no no matter what happens, all is well and will be well and you are loved.